everyone, I'm Liz Hunt, and this is the Agency Rocket Show, where we discuss everything that has to do with the chaos of running a creative agency. Today, I have some very special, very mm-hmm. special, special, special people with me. I have the beautiful Caitlin <laughs> and the other beautiful Megan. Yay. Just a couple of beauties here with me. So Megan is our art director, newly named art director for our agency. And Caitlin is our executive admin for the agency. And they are here to talk with us today about all kinds of good things. Caitlin, this was your requested topic. Do you want to tell us what we're going to talk about? Yeah. uh, So as Daycloud's resident chatterbox, I go on (laughs) rants. And a lot of the times, the stuff that I rant about, um, I do a lot of stuff with the community theater and I direct and stuff for them. And I run into a lot of uh, women in leadership issues where I don't think that I would have the same issues had I be a fill in the blank. Mm. Had I been a man, had I been an older woman, had I been a, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It just seems to be that I run into a lot of obstacles that I wouldn't necessarily have depending on how I present myself Mm -hmm. and it's really annoying. And I've ranted many a time to the team about it. So yeah, that's kind of it. Well, this is obviously a really hot topic for a lot of people and us being all female, also all white. We have to understand that there's definitely privileges that come with that. Um, But, you know, maybe tell me more about some of the, you know, things that you've seen or things that you have witnessed and or maybe been had to deal with on your own. Sure. As a director, we have to give feedback and notes a lot. And um, I'm one of the arguably younger directors in town. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Wait, uh, just real quick. Why is that arguable? <laughs> um. <laughs> Because a lot of people that direct in town are older and, uh, you know, it's funny because I I guess I don't consider myself young is the argument. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't consider myself young, but I feel like that's another issue is... I'm perpetually seen as like an 18 year old graduate of some right off the turnip truck of like acting school. And it's like, I'm 40. Yeah. Um, And so I've run into it like from an actor standpoint, I was auditioning for a show where I was supposed to have a 13 year old daughter Mm -hmm. and I was to play a 32 year old and I was 33 at the time. And they're like, I don't buy it. And I'm like, but that is my actual age. Um, (laughs) So it would be nice to be able to be considered for parts because a lot of the times women roles are 
pretty terrible across the board because we haven't gotten to the point of seeing that women can be funny or women can be more in depth. So it's like, I'm not an ingenue age, but I'm like, I don't want to just play moms. Like, uh, yeah. So that, but uh, more importantly with like recently is I've been doing a lot of directing and with that, you have to give notes, you have to give feedback. And Mm -hmm. I have a very, um, low register voice and I feel like uh sometimes those notes unless you are smiling beaming like a psycho because I have a lower register voice I've literally like run the gamut of like why it's perceived that I am this oppressive intrusive harsh person which i don't consider myself any of those things right i've but never it's seen you have a harsh word ever never I, heard you say a harsh word ever <laughs> i truly have thought like do i need to raise my vocal register so i seem uh-huh. like really nice and like mm-hmm. i'm telling you these things that you obviously would not require from a man or perhaps from an older woman Mm-hmm. Um, are these audio notes then you're giving people they're mostly yeah it's like feedback after rehearsals i'm you know trying so you to give that this oh you give that mm-hmm. in audio form you don't write it down no i'll just they it's their job to write it down which is another oh, thing yeah. where it's like yeah. can be seen as oppressive where it's like i think what megan is getting at is that they are hearing your tone Mm. while you're giving the feedback and seeing your facial expressions and yes is, is that oh, yeah. what you're is that what you mean megan yeah because written feedback is definitely perceived i think differently than audio feedback group critique feedback is seen different and whether it's written down or where it's audio that's just like different kinds of like given feedback having a teaching yeah, yeah. Familiar. very yeah. familiar with your approaching no um typically like when you are giving notes at the end of a rehearsal, it's kind of like a circle up and everybody just, you go down the line and you give the feedback. And I've been directed by males and by older females. And I just, I feel sometimes like I am crazy. Like I, I, I feel like it's, I don't know if it's my tone of voice or or just the need to have to sugarcoat basic mm-hmm. requests mm-hmm. that would not be asked. A, a male director, for example, would never be like, well, you sound kind of mean. It's like, well, he's just telling you, you know, like walk over there instead of walking over there. But like mm-hmm. somehow I have to be like, you know, it was awesome that you walked over there, but like next time I have to preface every single bit of, and it just makes things go a lot longer. And I'm much more conscious of it as a female that I don't think men even have to think about it. Um, well, or you could argue that it's okay for men to be dicks. Right. Saying just walk that's uh, definitely what I faced in teaching. Like there was a real like um, duplicitous, du- du- kind of duplicitous, but sort of like it goes for one gender and it doesn't go for other. So like contradictory, I guess. Yeah. So, like if you are female presenting and you try to like come with a force in the the grandeur of some of your peers, you mm-hmm. get looked at as like 
a bitch, which is, you know, like, it's also like, okay, I'm a bitch, but with being called a bitch, there's a whole mindset involved. I think there's yeah. like the person approaches you like a bitch. They take your feedback like a bitch. Whereas like someone mm. being acting like a dick, they can kind of schluff it off. Like, oh, that's just Jerry. That's like, just him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With or, women, it's like you come into the conversation already like pre- like preset to deal with a kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. It's sort of like makes everything sort of lean to one side than it does to the other. That was my background. It creates yes. a gender bias. That's a great way to put it. Or you could be seen as if you say something definitively as a woman, I feel like sometimes I'm seen as too big for my britches. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know it all? It's like, well, I am directing this show and a crew of 35. So mm-hmm. if you want me to direct, I have to be direct. It's literally in the job title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that everybody's passing around the Barbie monologue that's like, as a woman, you have to be X, but you also have to be Y and you have to yeah. be this and that. And I'm happy that that monologue is going around. But the caveat with the monologue is mm-hmm. if I have a lower register than Margot Robbie, if I don't look like Margot Robbie, if mm-hmm. I, you know, all of these things, am I still likable enough to mm-hmm. have guys want to sleep with me, but girls want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. If I said that same monologue, would it have the same intention or would I be a bitch? Would I be bitter? Would I be jealous? It's maddening to strike the right mix of the women that are telling you like the whole message of since like me too. And, and like the feminist thing is, you know, don't tell me to smile, but yeah. you're telling me to smile, giving you these notes that I should yeah. just be able to give you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You're the one that's like telling me that like, I have to do everything exactly the right way. Yeah. And for a team of 25 where mm-hmm. everybody's going to have different ways of wanting their feedback, but that's not the way that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You touched on something a little bit earlier. That was probably my biggest um, grievance as being like a female instructor. Um, and I think that, Leadership roles, I'm fairly new to like leadership roles in design. I'm usually a designer. I've been senior designer for, for about a year. But and my biggest frustration, I guess, to my point was that I always had to prove first that I could give you feedback or that you do believe me or that I am a good designer or that I am a good X, Y, and Z. And then I was allowed. So there yeah. was always that, that I had to break through something with, you know, and I see it with certain types of students or certain types of personalities, but there was definitely a default that I didn't know what I was talking about opposed to my male colleagues that came in as an expert. Mm -hmm. So I had to prove myself to be an expert, but even then I didn't have the same wiggle room and the same ability to Mm -hmm. sort of like lord around the classroom, which I don't want to do, but I didn't have the same ability that I saw in some but yeah, I always had to prove it first. Prove it, and then always, I always always have to prove it. Always have to be humble. You can't just matter of fact say I know best. Yeah, as a woman, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. You always have to be grateful. Which it's not bad to be grateful, but at a certain point, it's like I've 
earned this. It's past grateful. And it's like, when is it ever just going to be an earned opportunity? Not something that I should be like worshiping who gave it to me. Um, I think it's interesting with like my resume of some people that, you know, are in charge of organizations or some things that are some people that are in charge of institutions. And it's like, but my resume isn't even in contention for some of these jobs. And I'd really like <laughs> to know why, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, directing opportunities, being the head of a theater. And it's like, I don't know. It's very interesting of striking this mix of you have to be in the right place at the right time. And you also have to be so likable, but, but approachable. Mm -hmm. And you also have to be grateful and you also have to be uh, able to give feedback, but you have to be in charge, but not too in charge. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Do you think Caitlin and Liz, obviously um, Liz, please speak your piece, but do the two of you think that women hold other women accountable for the same expectations expressing as men do? Or do you think um, it's different between the genders? I have my answer, but you go ahead, Liz. Well, I think that's a very, very big and broad question that is answered more on an individual basis you know, <laughs> you might not be, you might not be able to just lump people in categories yes, there. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of not doing that. But, um, that being said, I do think that for me, my first responsibility is to women. And that is, that is like my personal like assignment, right? My personal assignment is to like, make sure that I am not competing with other women, but that I am cheering them on and that I'm supporting them and that I am looking for ways to partner and, and empower and um, like figure out ways that I can like help them be their best selves. Right. And then as an aside to that, I think if more more women can continue to do that, then that ripple will um, eventually, I do think that that will help change a generation and Mm -hmm. other generations um, of men and uh, their mindsets around women. I do think that one of the best ways to change mindsets is by women changing our mindsets first. And then, and then I think the, that men's mindsets will change, will follow. Um, I have a personal belief that women are the most powerful beings on the planet. I, I personally like absolutely hundred percent believe that. And it has everything to do with the fact that I have been through child labor (laughs) Mm. and, um, I have had like, that was the most empowering, beautiful thing that I have ever been through. Um, and so that I just hundred <laughs> percent believe. I thought you meant you worked as a child no. <laughs> until just now. No, <laughs> like that was nice. Like labor. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Like I have 
had a baby. <laughs> yeah, had a baby. All right. From my body. I know that that is a pretty idealistic uh, concept, but you know, like I truly, truly believe that women are the most powerful beings on the planet. And that mm -hmm. is why. And so, um, but I also believe that that's why they are some of the most oppressed, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, just, just women, you know, half the population of the world, you know, um, again, like I cannot speak for, um, women of color and all these things, because I know that I am very privileged being a white person. Here's the other side to it. I also very, very strongly believe that we don't get the whole picture if we aren't in partnership. I know that there are um, men out there that purposely try to oppress women and purposely are sexist and do all these horrible things. I also know that women do the same thing. <laughs> you know, like there are women that are holding other women back and compete with each other. And, you know, um, but at the end of the day, what I truly believe in is like partnerships. I really do. And um, I know that real feminism is about equality for all. And that is men and women. It's not about women having more power. It's about us being able to be who we are in our individuality, but still neither one lording over the other, you know? Like, I still I think that, like, men can be men and women can be women and, you know, whatever other can be other, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that really what has to happen is we have to find a way to be unified, you know, and that we have to find a way to uh, celebrate each other instead of feeling threatened by each other. And I think yeah. that's really um, what has created so much conflict is that each one is threatened by the other instead of like celebrating each other. Mm -hmm. I just truly believe that like the ideal scenario, the utopia would be mm -hmm. partnership and unity mm -hmm. for it, you know? Yeah. And I, to speak on uh, women supporting other women, I think a lot comes from maybe the old, not even the old, super older way of doing things, but there were only so many positions for women. There were only yeah. so much opportunity for women. So mm -hmm. women have learned to hold on for dear life to those opportunities. Yep. Um, and it's really hard to foster the progression of those opportunities going forward because for sure. you work so hard for that. I understand yes. that, but I feel like to Liz's point, uh, you know, the gatekeeping has to stop specifically yeah. within the female presenting community, because I truly, I agree with Liz. I think that we're, amazing and we can do everything. And I really try to champion for other women and other opportunities too, because mm -hmm. 
I've been in that seat of uh, being qualified for opportunities, but there was a gatekeeper and it was so much harder mentally on me when that gatekeeper was a woman, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know how hard it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so that's, it's, it's discouraging. One other thing that I would even say is um, I have heard, and I can't cite my source at this point, but I have just, I've heard it said that um, men get promoted or high and or hired based on potential and women get Mm -hmm. hired or promoted based on their performance. And I have very proactively and um, like in my business, really tried to make sure that I flip the script on that, Um, that I am always looking at the potential of my people and always looking at the potential of new hires and not just a resume and Mm -hmm. like, what have you actually done? But I'm looking at like, okay, here's where I believe it's possible that you can make it and that where you can go. And with just a little bit of extra investment from me, here's what I think you have the potential to do. Mm -hmm. And like, even to me as like one of my responsibilities as a woman in leadership, I think it's taking it even that far of flipping scripts that, that, that we have in our culture. I think it, um, it's not just being like wearing a cool t-shirt that says women support women. It's like actually doing the work mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, Hey, I see you and I'm going to invest in you and I'm going to put the time in and I'm going to make sure that you know that I care about you and all these things like wearing a t-shirt is cool and posting about it on your social media is fine. But it like, for me, it's, I really want to, you know, get practical and tactical. Well, and also to the point of the t-shirt, cause I, I'll bring that up too with the uh, women support women or the men support women shirts. Yeah. That should be for all women, not just the prototype perfect woman, because yeah. it, it's interesting to me, even with uh, women in the workplace with the, the you're too emotional. It doesn't present the same way for every woman. A woman in a meeting that's overwhelmed can present as angry or present it with tears or something, but it doesn't make one woman's reaction uh, perfect. And I think it's really interesting with, uh, I knew somebody, it was a man and he wore a men support women's shirt and he was one of the people that gave me the hardest time directing him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I am a woman in power. You say you support this. And yet you are fighting me every step of the way because yeah. I'm a matter of fact. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm very, I'm just giving it to you straight. I'm not like this manic pixie dream girl woman. And I feel like sometimes with that men support women or women support women, when, when she is crying in a meadow, 
I'll support her, you know, like not when she's like, I'm pissed, (laughs) you know, Uh, you still have to be likable when you are upset to be supported. Mm -hmm. You have to be this perfect version of a woman still. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I think what you're speaking to is like the pretty privilege and, uh, um, you know, you know, and we've talked about in the office um, that it's definitely, that's definitely a real thing. I know that like in our agency that, you know, there was definitely a difference with how clients treated me when um, I lost 40 pounds and Mm -hmm. figured out, you know, like, got it to hair extensions and my eyebrows mm-hmm. microbladed, you just like all these things. Oh yeah. There has been a big time change in, um, relationships with clients and, and it's funny because that's like flirty or, you know, like inappropriate. It's more of just like people, clients and prospects are just way more, um, receptive to what I have to say. Um, they will just listen better mm-hmm. and they are more open to what I have to say. Um, and I we get hired more. We and truly we do. It's interesting to me because, uh, I was in the same boat. I, I was once like much smaller than I am. And I have noticed a, a marked change because, but it was funny because even when I was, more conventionally acceptable or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that there was still a backhanded insult. It would be like, I would go into an audition and like read for something. And it was like astounding that I could read, you know, like just you, you get, you get the opposite side of the coin where it's like, Oh, I thought you'd be an actual idiot because yeah. of how you look. You know, it's like, oh, because you look like that, I assumed you'd be dumb or like, oh, wow. And she can read like, and she can do this. And it's like, people would talk down to me. Like, yes, they were more receptive to me. Mm -hmm. I would get my foot in the door and like have the opportunity. But then it was this slight undertone of surprise Mm -hmm. when I was also intelligent. (laughs) So it doesn't feel good. Yes, you get more opportunity. Pretty privilege mm-hmm. will do that. But mm-hmm. there's a weird other tone to it. Whereas now that I'm heavier or whatever, fill in the blank, it will be like there's a camaraderie of like, hey, we're we're not gonna, we don't look like that, but like, you're sure smart. Like it's like now I get more like every man or something. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Oh. We should probably wrap it up here. I guess we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah.